Good morning. It's the long-awaited Thanksgiving Boundaries podcast. I literally just fucking did my Zoom call with my therapist, so I, I literally made notes while I was doing my therapy appointment just so I could try to, like, pass on any of this knowledge that might be useful. Some of it will be useful. Some of it's my own shit, but maybe it's useful for you guys. I don't know. So... I know some of us, especially, you know, if we are following CDC guidelines and everybody's been vaccinated and they're getting together with their families this year, especially if some of us did not get together with their families last year, you're hoping that it's just going to be nice. You know, like all those movies you watch where they get together and they have all the food and everybody's happy and maybe they watch sports or play games and there's no dysfunction. But like, oh, what's that movie? I wish I would have been better prepared to think of the name of the movie. There's like a really good movie. It has Sarah Jessica Parker, Claire Danes. It's some kind of hilarious Thanksgiving movie where everything just goes fucking sideways. And I feel like that might be more like appropriate for people's holidays maybe. But I did ask her about some boundaries about different things that might come up. Um, And we even talked about how some people always say, don't discuss politics. Don't discuss politics at the holidays. You know, things like anything to do with like COVID, it's, you know, fake or it's, you know, real and you got people in both camps or, you know, I hate Biden, I love Trump or I love Biden, I hate Trump or even the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, you know, he wasn't guilty or he was. Um, I'm just hitting a couple big topics that I could think of that may come up for people's holidays. And it's interesting because I'm reading this book called Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. I highly recommend reading anything of hers. And she talks about how we get very polarized with things. Like, if you don't think like me, you're wrong. You're a terrible person. And she talks about how we need to dig deeper into people because we're so multifaceted. Like, it's not just I am these things, but I also know there's a camp of people that are like, I don't want to know you if you think, you know, whatever my identity is, if I'm gay or if I'm you know, a woman, or if I'm, you know, a different race than you, that you think that something shouldn't be provided to me based on those things. Like, you know, I don't want to dig in deep and get to know you. And I would have to say, like, if that's where you're coming from, and somebody thinks a key part of your identity is something that they should get to debate, then no, I would think for your own boundaries, just maybe not interact with those people at all. It's not fun to have to debate with somebody your livelihood when it's just a game to them or something they'll never experience, but they want to debate it with you. Like that's, that's going to be for your own mental health, just not engage with those people at all. Now, if you come from a place of privilege of not having to deal with some of these subjects that come about and they will never bother you, you know, maybe dig deep, maybe have the debate over Thanksgiving. And, you know, I know we always want to talk about civility and keeping it civil, but I think when things get heated, you know, something that I've learned is, I don't know if any of you do this, but sometimes I feel like I have to be the one who's in control of it all. Like if somebody's arguing, I have to throw a joke in. I have to make everything easy, you know, and let's keep everything on an even keel. Whereas it's not your responsibility to dictate how other people around you act. Like I just, I know that's my issue. I don't know if anybody listening, that's their issue. Maybe like you're with your boyfriend at your family's house and your uncle's saying something and your boyfriend and you're like, oh God, I have to like interject because it's my boyfriend or it's my uncle and I should say something. But you don't have to. You can absolutely let people play out and be adults and argue and do what they want to do. And, you know, that's that's one of the options you can take is I'm just not going to engage. This is between these two people who are having a heated argument and that's on them. 
it's something that I'm working on because I think I have to like interject and save the day or pick a side. And like, you know, if you're not mentally able to do that, you, although let's be clear on what I'm saying, because I know someone heard this like, Oh, if you say nothing, then you're taking the side of whatever oppressed group. I'm no, I'm saying like, if somebody's literally debating like a verdict that was in the news and they're arguing over Thanksgiving, you don't have to fucking pick a side. Like, you know, you don't, you can have your own opinion if you want and serve it up, but you don't have to pick sides and, try to make everything easy keel like that's I'm trying to say even keel but you know what I mean so anyways that's something that I know people stress about you know god we're gonna have to go here and listen to all this bullshit can't we just like have a meal and fucking love being with our family and some people can like kudos to you if you can and it's just like playing games and you don't have those kind of things come up I feel like healthcare people especially probably have to hear debates about covid that's one that would be more close to like something I can speak to you know, it's not real. It's a fucking hoax. And Wuhan lab designed this to kill us all. And you're just like sitting, they microchip you with that vaccine. And it's hard because I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Like my initial thing would be to like scream at somebody and tell them how stupid they are. And then maybe cough on them and tell them that I just work with a COVID patient two days ago. I'm kidding, kidding. But, you know, I guess we just have to kind of pick what camp we want to be in. So she talked about debating is okay. Screaming is not Um, it's not your responsibility to deal with adults talking. It's not your responsibility to interfere. They're adults. Let them behave how they want to behave. That's not on you. I think those are more of the important takeaways from my few minutes of rambling. Um, what else? Oh, that's my issue. I won't bore you with that. We did talk about how happiness is an inside job. Um, basically I was talking to her about how I love Facebook memories because like, I don't know, 2018, I was working full-time. I was homeschooling. Uh, we were doing jujitsu. We had guitar. We had yeah, extracurriculars, running, fucking, running, fucking, running. Like appointments out the wazoo. And I had all these plates spitting in the air. And I was probably 20 pounds thinner, maybe more. And we were eating like the worst fucking diet. Like I was eating takeout all the fucking time, you know, because my vegetarian ass would be like, sure, I'll get some like French fries and a falafel wrap, you know, at Toro, which is very good, by the way. I'll get some veggie pizza, you know, I'll get some Waffle House and get some eggs and waffles. Like, you name it, we just ate out all the fucking time. Because I had the money, because I work full time. But it wasn't good for my health. My sodium, con- God, I think I was like, like, I want to say that like the standard American diet's like 2,200 milligrams of sodium a day. My kidney stone sodium diet needs to be at 1,500 a day. I can promise you, because I used to enter my food in just to see where I was at, you know, with my calories. I was easily getting 4,000 to 5,000 milligrams of sodium a day because sometimes when you eat like one fast food meal, you hit your limit for the day. You get a burger and fries, you're already at your fucking limit for the day. And that's one meal. If you eat out pizza, you're going to hit it again for lunch. And so basically I was eating three times what I should have been eating two times, sometimes almost three times what I should have had in a day. So looking back at those memories, I was telling my therapist today, I had so much going on, but I remember how fucking utterly miserable I was. I was so overwhelmed. I had so much going on and everybody would like applaud it. Oh, you are so awesome. I don't know how you do it all. And I'm like, I don't fucking do it well. Like something's getting dropped. You know, my mental health is getting dropped. My diet's getting dropped because I can't fucking do it all. And you know, there's always those people that are like, well, maybe if you just do a crock pot meal at night and then you can put it in the morning, you have a healthy meal. Like, bitch, I don't need to add more fucking shit to my to-do list. So it's funny that like, we're so 
like those are always the reactions I get is what more can you do so you can get up at 5 a.m. and do your running and do your cleaning and have your coffee before you go into work. And I'm like, I just want to fucking sit for an hour and watch Arrested Development on Netflix before I go into work. I don't want to do all this extra shit. Like I'm fucking tired. So what we never, ever, ever, ever fucking hear people say, and I say it, is, man, what thing can you stop doing? What thing can you stop doing? Um, do you have an eating out habit that's insane? You spend how much a week? Like, uh, I'd love for all of you to check your bank accounts and add up how much you spend on your food. I'm telling you, for a family of five, we can easily go to Taco Bell and spend $50. We can spend $70 and we go out to get Chinese for five people. Um, it's fucking expensive. And I'm telling you, we used to eat out multiple times a week. So I promise you, I was spending easily, easily $500 probably a week and fucking eating out, especially if I was doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that's $2,000 a month if you think about it. So like me not working anymore and us just eating at home kind of balances itself out really. Um, so nobody ever says, you know, what can you drop? What can you do instead? Do you need to do all these extracurriculars? I understand gyms make their money from you paying. We're paying $200 a month to do jujitsu. Now I just run for free at home with an app and I'm saving money. Like there are things I was able to let go of so I could work less and I can try. And I literally told my therapist, well, now that I'm not having all the extracurriculars, I'm not running all around. I'm not working as much. By the way, I actually had my last day two days ago. I put in my notice. I worked my last day very appropriate for my last day. I could not log into the computer. Couldn't log into the computer. They took me out a day early, but I could get into our Pixis and get meds for patients, which I love. I could get into the locked med room, get into the Omnicell with all the narcotics, but they took me out of the computer system so I could sign off the meds and take care of patients and see orders. Like gotta love how that worked out. But that being said, back to my therapy appointment today, I said, I've, I've let all these things go in the last couple years. And now I just quit my job, I should be instantly happier. And she said, you know, we think that these external changes will make us happy. And some of them will go away to help us get there. But it's an inside job. You know, this is an internal thing. This is, it's a bunch of things. It's working on getting less stressed, which could be an external thing. Like I don't associate with certain people or I, you know, cut down my social media time or I exercise more or I change jobs. Like those are external factors that can help. Boundaries, self-care, like all these things that go like you are valid, you matter. You don't have to be productive to matter. You don't have to work 90 hours a week and do all the running around and wipe your kids' noses and butts. And, you know, when they're 12 years old, I'm just making an analogy of people that baby their kids far beyond when they should. You know, you don't have to do all this so you can be worthy. You know, having other people be accountable for taking care of things in your house, having your kids clean up after themselves, do dishes, do chores, having a partner who lives with you who cooks and cleans as well to maintain the house you all live in. These are just boundaries to set up so everything's not on you. Like everything doesn't have to be on you to be worthy. So I that's something I'm working on. I feel like I have a little bit of that toxicity of like I have to be productive to be worthy. Like I have to, you know, if I'm not working, everything at home has to be spotless or I have to cook every meal like fucking, oh, who's that lady? Who's that Betty Crocker? I don't know. Like I think that way. And my husband, God love him, is like, dude, just fucking chill. Like, you know, we could just make like an egg sandwich for dinner. Doesn't that, the world will not fall apart. Like he, he actually got me a cake to celebrate me quitting my job because he knew how much it was bothering my mental health. Even though I had taken time, like this last year, I've been PRN. 
this whole last year, calendar year, I have been PRN and it still was fucking zapping my mental health to go in. So he was like, let's get a cake. I'm glad you're done. Like he was super supportive. Get you a supportive partner like him. Um, then we kind of talked about, uh, kind of going along boundaries. I had mentioned that sometimes people get really weird about, you know, you not reaching out to them, but they don't reach out to you. And we talked about that. And she was saying how that's a two way street. If somebody doesn't contact you, but they expect you to contact them, that's kind of, it's a shitty thing. You have to recognize it for what it is. And you know, if you do reach out, well, I haven't heard from you. You haven't called me either. I haven't heard from you. And you are absolutely allowed to put those boundaries up and not feel bad about it. I think that some of us have that it's the right thing to do, whether it's family or whoever. And you're like, I should do this, even though I don't want to do it. Or even though they don't make me feel good when I'm around them. And we think it's the right thing to do because I'm the daughter or I'm the, you know, brother or I'm the sister or whatever. You know, I'm the granddaughter. I should do this for somebody. No, no, you should not. If they don't treat you the way they should and they don't ever reach out to you unless they need you for something, that's a toxic person that you need to set boundaries with, even if it's family. And, you know, the phrases that she said, you know, it, it you literally can say, why don't you ever call? Why don't you come around? You can just flip it and say, well, I did three months ago and I haven't heard from you since the last time I reached out. You know, put it back on them. Why aren't they reaching out? Oh, I'm just so busy. Oh, me too. Me too. So these are things that we got to kind of learn to say to set our boundaries with people and especially with the holidays coming up and, you know, maybe you haven't seen some of your family since last Thanksgiving or two Thanksgivings ago and it's okay to not be the one that's always reaching out. And we did talk about that because that's a my issue. Uh, I know some of you know my dad died a couple months ago and I've been having a lot of anger because I felt like in my adult years I had to force a relationship with a parent. I had to, you know, I always love fishing. But that is something that we did together. And then he took us trapping. And it was like very much dad-centered issues or focus on what he liked to hang out with us. Let's go take him to Pizza Villa. And, you know, I can't recall in my adult life, my dad, maybe he just did think Dana just likes fishing. That's all she likes is fishing. And he didn't know that I like to read books and maybe wanted to go get coffee somewhere and go to a bookstore or maybe go thrift store, you know, like, cause maybe it wasn't something he was into. So he didn't want to, I don't know, but I got to tell you dealing with the death of a parent being like, why didn't they want to know more about me? Why didn't they call me more often? Why was I always making the phone calls? It can do something to you. And my therapist has to remind me that it's not about me when somebody doesn't want to have a relationship. That's about them. That's not that I'm a terrible person or that I need to change who I am just so people will like me. I think it just hurts more when it's a parent. So, you know, dealing with a loss and then dealing with something like that on top of it's very difficult. So if any of you went through that, I'm definitely here to talk whenever you need to. I'm still dealing with it. So what else did we talk about? Um, she did talk about how people are multifaceted and, you know, you shouldn't write somebody off for one reason. And we had talked about that. When you go back into like politics as somebody saying, you know, and this is really hard for me because for my thing, when somebody tells me they're pro-life, I kind of do shut them down. And I do think they're a terrible person. But reading that Brene Brown book, it's like, you know, I, you know, there are people that are probably pro-life in my life that have helped me. You know, I, I know for sure there are people that are pro-life that have helped me, whether they've given me rides when I've needed a ride places, whether, you know, when I've been at work 
and had a difficult patient, somebody swooped in to help out, you know, they're not bad people. There's one belief they have that really hurts my feelings. I feel like they don't respect me because they think that I should be forced to do something I wouldn't want to do against my will with my body. So it's very, but, you know, because we're made up of a whole bunch of different personalities and things, you know, I guess everybody has their prerogative. They can write somebody off for one reason, but I think that you miss out on a lot if you do that, you know, think about who we are as people. I know I'm not perfect. I bet there's a lot of things people would love to write off about me. Just be like, oh, Dana's a fucking raging bitch. And then just, I don't even want to talk to her. But I know that I help out people in a pinch too. I know that I bring food to people when they had surgery. I know I go visit people in hospitals. I know that like when somebody dies, I go to their services and take and check in on them. Even people I don't know well, I will check in on. You can ask people at work. I'll be like, oh, how's so-and-so? How's your husband doing with his back? Like, I listen to people. I know all their struggles. And I will ask about them when I see them down the road. And, you know, for someone to write me off because maybe they don't like the way I... Oh, she's a fucking liberal, commie, whatever, (laughs) feminazi. She's annoying. You know, they'd miss out on a lot of it. So I think that it's easy for us when it's about us to be like, hey, I'm not, you know... I'm more than just one thing, but I think sometimes I'm guilty of it too, that I kind of tend to think of people, if they have a certain thing, I just want to shut them down and not know them. And I think we'll miss out on the whole human experience if we do that. And like I said, if you're in a category where you're like, I don't need to fucking befriend somebody who's racist, you know, I guess I'm trying to make my point without like, you know, I agree. I don't want to be friends with somebody, but then, you know, if we dig in for me, If I dug into somebody like, why do you think this way? And maybe there's a moment that you can get some education in there and a different lived experience where maybe you could change minds and make things better. But we're never going to do that with people if we just shut them out immediately upon hearing that they're different than us in some way. And again, I'm not suggesting that somebody who's marginalized begs somebody to fucking see them as a whole person. That's not their job to do that. But it might be your job if you're not that marginalized person to dig in and know better about somebody, you know? I, so just something to think about and something that I need to get better about because I just tend to shut people out sometimes when I think they have shitty opinions on things. I'm like, you're a terrible fucking person and I don't want to know you, but instead I should dig deeper, get to know them and maybe trade some stories back and forth and have them seeing a different perspective. So that's kind of my thoughts for the holidays. Um, it's a long one. I know I just need people to remember, uh, Well, oh my God, I wrote, you should see my notes. We are not, not lovable. It's them. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, remember that you are lovable. Um, and I'm very big on doing the right thing sometimes. Like in a, you know, even if somebody treats me badly, like I'm like, I still should like reach out to them and somebody died. Even if they were a horrible person to me and treated me badly, when I hear something bad happens to them, I still want to go comfort them. It's the fucking nurse in me. I don't know. It's the caretaker in me. And um, we talked about that today because I know people who very much can write people off. They do something bad. They're like, fuck them. Oh, their kid died. I don't give a shit. Like, and that's, that's that person's prerogative to think that way. Somebody could steal from me, treat me badly. And if I heard their kid died, like, I would just be like, oh my God, that's terrible. And I would offer comfort because that's just who I am as a person. And today what we talked about is the right thing to do for me is okay as long as it's not affecting my mental health. You know, like if somebody is treating me horribly and something bad happens, yes, I can rush to them and help them out. But if they're still fucking with my mental health, 
it's absolutely okay to not provide that comfort anymore because it's too much on me and that's okay to choose yourself. So the takeaway for the holidays and Thanksgiving is to choose yourself. If it's too toxic to get around people, you don't have to engage with them. If it's not that toxic and you think you can change minds and you have the mental energy to engage, then engage. And just remember that you're lovable and you're worthy for just fucking existing. And if people around you don't see that and don't notice that, that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. Especially if you know who you are to your core. If you know that you are willing to learn and grow and change, we are all worthy of love and respect from people. There are those rare few that just are set in their ways, are willing to grow and change. You know, hopefully they'll work on that. Uh, have a good holiday and I will be back next week. I'm not sure what I'll talk about. Oh, I do have a fun one. If you've listening this long and it was worth it for you, uh, I'm going to be doing a kink podcast with one of my girlfriends next week. We're going to do a kink podcast. I know I've been promising it. We were supposed to do it. And then again, I had the deaths and all the craziness happened in the last few months, but we're going to do a kink podcast. So uh, next week will be interesting.